Today is a very special Sunday in the life of River Oaks Community Church. On this day, the student ministry takes over the Sunday morning services. This year, we hear about the high school summer trip to Big Stuff Camps in Panama City, Florida, where the students learn what it means to be an original. And we also hear about the middle school mission trip to the surrounding areas of Frenchburg, Kentucky, where the students learned about how Jesus is king over all. Throughout the podcast, you'll hear two videos mentioned that show highlights from both of these trips. We recommend that you go to riveroakscommunitychurch.org to check out these great videos. Welcome to River Oaks, everyone. My name is Austin Bowen, and I'm a rising senior at West Versailles High School. You may have already figured this out, but in case you're new, today is what we call Youth Sunday, where our middle school and high school students take over the Sunday morning teams and run the worship services. We are so glad you've chosen to be with us this morning to worship Almighty God. One of the core values of our church has and stands behind is that River Oaks is, the, is a church that is next-gen focused. That doesn't mean that the older generations don't matter, but rather that each generation should be investing in the next one behind it. We know that G- we wait. Okay. We know that Jesus valued ministry to children, and we're so thankful for a church that supports our youth and children's ministry. This morning, as we begin to focus our hearts on God, I'd love to read 1 Timothy 4.12 for you. It says, Let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. This verse was written by Paul to Timothy. Timothy was a young man and who was doing great work in the churches. He would travel with special letters and information and was instructed to give the churches he visited teaching and instruction on how to follow God. Paul wrote these words knowing Timothy was younger than a lot of the people he would be instructing. He wrote this to encourage Timothy not to let others' view on age impact how he led the church. This morning, we hope and pray that you see the fruits of being next-gen focused. We ask to encourage those who are younger than you, no matter how old you are, and to invest in the next gen with your prayers, your time by serving, and your spiritual wisdom. You will hear from our youth band as well as testimonies of students who went on the summer trips. Will you pray with me as we begin our time of worship together? Dear God, thank you for this morning where we can come to River Oaks and worship you freely. We pray that you get all of the praise and honor from the songs and testimonies that will be shared today. And we pray that people's hearts will be touched by how you work through our youth this summer. We forever praise your great name. Be with us now and fill this place with your Holy Spirit. Amen. Good morning, everyone. My name is Bridget. And I'm McKinley. And in case you didn't make it into the beginning of the service, today is what we call Youth Sunday, where our middle school and high school students are taking over the jobs of the Sunday morning ministry teams and help lead in worship. In the next few minutes, you're going to hear about some of the amazing trips we went on this summer and how God moved in incredible ways in the lives of our students. And before we tell you all about our summer trips, we would like to ask you all to fill out the ham here cards that are in your bulletin and then place them in the baskets that the youth ushers will bring out at the end of service because it's a great way for us to get to know you guys and for our prayer staff to read over your prayer requests and pray for anything you might be worried about. Also, Promotion Sunday is coming up on August 26th, and the children's ministry and student ministry are really looking forward to it and then the new students that will be with us this year. 
If you have a child that's a rising kindergartner, sixth grader, or ninth grader, we know that this is a big move for them, so be on the lookout for upcoming emails from our church staff on ways to help make this adjustment seamless and smooth as possible for the students. And now we are going to tell you guys about the amazing trips that our high school ministry got to experience this summer going to Big Stuff Camps in Panama City Beach, Florida. We had 42 students and 8 adults travel 11 hours through 4 states to reach the Boardwalk Beach Hotel and stayed there for 6 days while we got to experience the endless ways that God worked through us and showed us his love. Here's a quick video to show you a glimpse of what we got to experience and then you'll hear from some of our students and how God was on the move. I've never really had a problem speaking, but I guess if you guys can't tell, this is my first time in front of a lot of this many people. But uh, my name is Drew Kanicki. I'm 17 years old, and I'm a senior at West Forsyth High School this year. Um, and I've, I just recently went to Big Stuff for the first time, and I can firmly say that uh, that changed my life. I'll start with a quick backstory that... Um, I used to live in Tennessee until I, was fifth, or until I was in fifth grade, and I was truly connected with God. I looked forward to every Sunday, and um, I looked forward to every Sunday, and I, I was truly a part of my church. I gave my life to Christ when I was about seven or eight, but I definitely put my faith through some tests since then. But uh, that's why I say that I've always been a believer in Christ, but... I've definitely, I've definitely tried, uh, definitely messed up a few times, but since moving is hard, I'm sure a lot of people would know that, um, like the, the struggles I went through when I came here was I couldn't find the church for us, and I couldn't, I didn't have time to go looking for a new church every Sunday, but with time spent away from God, um, I began asking those hard to answer questions. But I always kept an open mind, and I always said, if God was real, then I would make, then He'll make it clear to me. And that was that was when I, I kept that open mind, and that was when I was invited to to our Rock Youth at this at uh, at River Oaks here, and I slowly started to see the change. I've been going to youth for a few months now, and it's been amazing to see how that how this connection is through everybody in this church. Um, I've been able to reestablish that connection, and uh, but I still wasn't I wasn't quite sure that God had been clear enough with me. So in early spring, Brian started talking about this big stuff trip, and I became I became more and more interested because even if I wasn't even if it wasn't all about God, I knew that I would have fun at the beach at the beach with all my closest friends for a week. But I knew I knew that I would I knew that I would still it would still be something more amazing. And it didn't take it didn't take long for that to be clear to me that this this trip was a lot more than just just a second beach week. So for me, the most influential influential parts of the trip were the worship sessions every every morning and every evening, and um, and the way that God made his his life clear or his show he showed everybody how clear um, he was in everybody's lives. I could show you all the picture, pictures and videos of this trip that I would that I wanted to, but those can't describe the feeling that uh, that you have just this whole week of at this trip. Um, this the feeling of being surrounded by fifteen hundred other kids that are called called to this this uh, beach for for the same reason you are, and it didn't matter what you who you were, what you've done 
or how different everybody was. We were all in one church and one body, one group of believers worshiping, worshiping the same God. I can't even describe you how it feels to look around and see dozens of, dozens of kids my age commit their lives to Christ at the same time. But, but it, was just true, it was just truly an amazing experience. It, was even, it even became clear in just the smallest ways possible because one, one of those moments was after a service, the, leader, the, sp- the speaker was um, leading us in prayer, and he told us just to, just to think about everybody's lives around us and pray for everybody, uh, everybody around us. And that's when I felt called to do the smallest thing I could, and I reached out and I put my hand on the shoulder of somebody that I had never spoken to before just because I felt, I felt called because of how, how this week had been going for me. And it wasn't until I, I just kept it there for the whole prayer. And it wasn't until afterwards that, that the kid turned around with tears in his eyes and he told me that how much this meant to him and how much it meant that he knew that somebody, somebody was thinking about more than, the, more than themselves. And, he, and that was just how God showed me that it's the, it's the smallest things that you can do that make the biggest impact in other people's lives. And I was shown a piece of scripture that that, that, that relates to. It's Ephesians 3.20. It says, Now to him who is able to do infinitely more than we all ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. I'm just thankful that God continues to do this work in my life beyond what I ever could imagine. And I pray that the same like goes for everybody else that was on this trip and everybody else that's here as well. So along with those small, those small impacts I made on other people's lives and everybody else's lives made on me throughout that trip, I became closer and closer than I ever could have imagined with all my friends through this, in this ministry, youth ministry. Because um, just God surrounded us everywhere we went. It was this that motivated me to fully regain that that connection with God that I had before, and I really wanted to come back and uh, come to church every Sunday that I can, and really be connected like I like I felt like I needed to be, because like I said, I've always been a firm believer. It's just I've definitely, definitely taste, tested my faith before, and it was, I would say, that it was just this church and this youth group and this trip to big stuff that is, that has changed that back into my life. Thank you. Hi, my name is Timber Morrison, and I'm going to be a rising senior at Reagan High School. I have been a part of Rock Youth for almost seven years now, and I've always, always, always looked forward to going to the big stuff trip that the high schoolers get to go on. And I went my freshman year, and I had the time of my life, and I did not want to come home. And the first day I was home, I cried because I did not want to be home. And so as soon as the signups came, my mom signed me up right away because she just knew I wanted to go. And one of the great things that happens when you go on youth trips is how God strengthens your friendships and creates new existing friendships as well. Going in the trip, I had a close relationship with my small group leader, Jess Beatty. And I was acquaintances with girls in my groups. I didn't really know them all too well, but because we weren't consistent with coming, but we just kind of knew each other. And 
we went to Big Stuff, we shared a room together, and I got to know them a lot better, and we hung out the entire week, and I got a lot closer with a girl named Josie, and me and her became really, really good friends, and we found out that we had a lot in common. She is a grade below me, but we still had so much in common, and we talk a lot, and I'm so thankful for the time that we had on the bus, a 12-hour ride to talk and get to know each other, and throughout the week, just to see how important it is to have friends close to you that are Christians that will help build your strength with that. The theme for our camp was called Originals. In the opening night, there was an evening message, and then Tuesday through Thursday, we had a morning and an evening message that all focused on how important it is to be original in our walk of faith. For me personally, I really needed this going into my senior year of high school. And before this camp, I really felt like I was just growing distant with my walk with God. And afterwards, I just feel a lot more prepared and comfortable for this year, knowing that God will always be by my side. And one message that really stuck with me was on the fourth session, which focused on the topic of failure. I think in the video you could hear him talking about it. And it was a speaker named Stuart Hall, and he comes every single year for the camp. And the message was about how quick God offers us grace when we mess up. And he said in his message, Failure is an event, not a person, and you cannot define yourself as being a failure. And that really, really stuck with me throughout the week and how I've been living kind of and looking down on myself and always calling myself a failure. And one night, I got to talk to one of our youth leaders, Kelly Gravely, who is my second mother, and she really helped me to realize that it's okay and it is normal to mess up and stray away from God and that even her as an adult goes through that, and so does every other adult who is really close with God. And I'm so thankful for all the adults in the ministry that sacrifice their time and energy to invest in me and my walk with God. And one of those leaders is Doug Todd, and he is not here today, but he texted me before this, and he was like, I really wish I was there. But um, he couldn't go with us on the big stuff trip, but one evening when I was talking to Kelly, it was about 11 o'clock at night, and so that means it was 10 o'clock here, and we're like, we're just gonna call Doug, because if anyone knows me, I cannot have a conversation without Doug being involved. So Kelly and Doug, we, we called Doug, and we were just talking through it, and they both just talked me through it and really helped me to know that it was okay what I was going through. And they encouraged me to keep going and reminded me that God has never left my side the entire time, no matter how much I pushed him away and he's just always been there. And that night when I walked into my room, Josie came up to me and she was like, oh my gosh, Timber, I accepted Christ. And I was like, that's crazy. Like, and I was so happy for her. And my small group leader, Jess, pulled me aside and she was like, you know, if you hadn't been here and you hadn't impacted her like that, she probably, like, she wouldn't be where she is right now because she was talking to me about how big of an impact you were on her. And hearing that just made my heart so happy to know that I could impact someone like that and help them get to know God and have a personal relationship with him like I have had a personal relationship with him, even though it felt like I wasn't really important enough to do that. And this reminds me of a scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes where God reminds us the importance of having others, believers in our lives who can help us and push us onward in our journey. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Knowing that God was not only working in my life, but he was working through me to help others 
just made me feel so much better as I was on my way home. And I had a passion to put more effort into my daily relationship with God because he has done so much for me and he's never left my side. I came home with, from Big Stuff with a lot of new friends in the youth ministry and reconnections with a lot of old friends and most importantly, a bigger and growing heart for God. I encourage any students or parents of students who are not involved in the ministry to get involved because I would not be who I am today without the youth ministry. And just start somewhere by just attending, going once, and getting to know someone, and it will change your life. Thank you. Those are, those are amazing stories. Big stuff was incredible. Now we're going to tell you about the amazing things our middle school students got to experience on the mission trip to Kentucky this year. We had 64 students and 23 adults travel to the remote areas around Frenchburg, Kentucky, staying for eight days and working on eight different job sites. Two other EPC churches also joined, bringing about 30 students with them. And now you're going to hear about how God used our students to bring hope and love to, to the Kentucky community and how God worked through them to share their joy and love to the people around them. But before we get to that, here's a quick video to give you a glimpse into what everyone experienced on the middle school mission trip. Good morning. My name is Joey Sainz, and I am a rising seventh grade student. My testimony is about my experience on the Kentucky mission trip, but the most important element of why I'm here today is because I wanted to tell you about how I accepted Jesus into my heart. First, a little backstory. Before the trip started, I didn't want to go. There were many reasons why I didn't want to go. Wasn't keen on going. I thought, could I survive seven days without electronics? <laughs> could I handle the long van ride? Could I handle the small cabins? But mainly, I just didn't want to go. My older brother, Josh, went last year and had a great time. So my parents wanted both of us to go together. When they made me go, I was not very happy. But in the end, I'm glad that they did. The van ride there tested my patience, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> my brother warned me about a lot of things, including how small the cabins were. So when I got there and I saw the cabins, I thought, well, this is going to be a long week. <laughs> Sleeping was not my favorite because of the size of the cabin and the noise, so I won't say anything else. <laughs> the first day was OK. We went to the church that morning at a small church called Mudluck Church of God. The worship style was very unique. We had to sing out hymnals, and the pastor was constantly saying amen. It was a great morning, though, and that afternoon we came to camp to eat lunch, enjoy a slip and slide, and watch some movies while some of the adults went around the job sites to drop off tools. The rest of the day was pretty normal. On Monday, we departed for our work sites, and I thought ours was the best. We had a great work crew who all got along together and the owner of the house was nice. Apparently, her home is very cold in the wintertime and her pipes have issues with freezing, so our job that week was to hang some underpinning on her home to help it more insulated underneath the house. Things were a little slow going on our site the first day, getting set up and going, but we were prepared for that, so it was okay. The next day was better. I began to get to know the people on the work site and Miss Boggs and her dog a little bit better. We did much more than the first day. By Wednesday, we got our job done and all the underpinning got hung. 
I got to know Miss Boggs even more that day and her awesome dog. By the fifth day, my worksite team got to stay at the camp for a normal worksite time, so we got the camp all to ourselves, and that was fun. I also got to help serving out food at dinner that night. On Friday, nearly everyone was finished with their work sites, so we stayed at camp in the morning, and that afternoon we got to have a fun trip at Cave Run Lake and swim in a beautiful lake in the middle of the mountains all around us. At chapel that evening, my life was about to change. Here's how it happened. Pastor Corey was giving the message that night and wrapped, it up, wrapped up the overall theme for the week, which was called King Overall. He then led us into a time to observe the Lord's Supper. He was talking about how the Bible tells us that we should examine our hearts really well before taking communion. So I thought, should I do this or not? After long thinking, I thought, okay, but I have to pray more and read the Bible more. So I decided to take communion and try to focus my life more on Christ. After that, my brother came up and asked if he could pray for me. I said yes, and then he asked me if there was anything on my heart that he could pray for. I told him I had, that I'd been wanting to accept Jesus into my heart for a long time. So he prayed for me, and he told me to go choose an adult to help me accept Jesus. The person I chose was my cabin leader and small group leader, Ethan. I went up and asked him to help, and we were about to do it. He asked me what made me want to do this, and I told him my brother. Josh is a great brother who will do anything for me. He is much nicer to, he's much nicer to me than I have ever been to him, and I would do anything for him. I couldn't ask for a better brother. So when Ethan and I were praying, everything got all emotional and stuff. <laughs> we had a time of extended worship later that night, and I worshiped for maybe 30 minutes and thought, if my brother could pray for people, then I could too. So I prayed, and I prayed some more for peop people that I felt led to go up to. I could feel the Holy Spirit guiding me. People congratulated a lot, and I'm so thankful for what God did in my life in Kentucky this summer. Next morning, it was time to head home. The van ride didn't seem as long, so that is good. For middle school students and their parents who haven't gone on the Kentucky trip yet, I would give it a thumbs up. At first, you might be like me, not happy about the idea of a long trip with small cabins and no electronics or non-ideal conditions. But after a week of meeting new people and experiencing the Holy Spirit at work, I think you'd be glad you made the trip. Good morning. My name is Caroline Sudler, and I'm a rising seventh grade student. I went on the Kentucky mission trip with our youth ministry for the first time this year. Our church had six different families, and we did various different construction projects throughout the week to help meet some physical needs that they were unable to handle themselves. I was put on the Bradley Family Worksite. I could have never imagined the blessing that was in store for me that week as we stepped onto our property for the first time on Monday morning. The Bradleys in Kentucky are the most faithful people I've ever met. At their house, we built a deck, put down tiles, scraped and painted their ceilings, and replaced siding that had been torn off by a tornado. Miss Bradley loves to paint. In fact, she sells her paintings for a living. She volunteers a lot at her church and loves to bake with her granddaughters. Mr. Bradley is a handyman, and he worked alongside our group with the deck and siding. He was very helpful. I really connected most with Miss Bradley throughout the week, though. She gave me painting tips, and we also baked cookies together and created some lasting memories together. 
One of the traditions that our church has on this trip is toward the end of the week, we all go to Walmart and pool some money together to bless our work site with to bless our worksite family with something that they either need or maybe just want that they've never had. As we minister to them throughout the week, we try to pick up on some hints or clues that would make a good gift. On Thursday, we headed out to Walmart and made a game plan of what we wanted to bless them with. We were so excited to give them what we had picked out. When we got back to the site, we gave them some small gifts that we had got for them, and then we took them outside and surprised them with a big red port swing. They instantly loved it, so much that they started crying. The Lord works in mysterious ways, and we had no idea how God was going to use us through this simple port swing. What we came to find out was that Miss Bradley had been praying six years for someone to come and fix her house. Because of their declining health and financial situation, they were unable to get the work done on their home that they needed. So what did Miss Bradley do? She started praying and praying and praying. She never gave up. This year, our middle school ministry was supposed to go to Lumberton, North Carolina to help with flood relief. For lots of different reasons, that trip fell through and we went to Kentucky. And who knows, maybe Miss Bradley's faithful prayers over six years for someone to fix her home as the whole reason our group returned to Kentucky this year. As we gave Miss Bradley her porch swing, she told us that she had dreamed since she was a young girl about having one. In her dreams, she said it was a red porch swing. Guess what color it was? She never told us that she wanted one. It was just a random act of kindness that God turned into an immense blessing for them. One thing I learned was that you never know how God will use you if you just put yourself in a position to be used by him. This mission trip taught me so much. It was really touching to see a couple who hadn't lost faith in God despite their circumstances. Miss Bradley and I were texting this week, and she said, thanks to you all. But more than that, Mark and I saw the sweet spirit of the Lord, and the fellowship of everyone working in harmony was the greatest blessing of all, a glimpse of heaven to us. If you've ever been on a mission trip, I would encourage you to go on one if you feel called by God. Jesus tells us in the Great Commission found in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You might think you'll go to be a blessing to to others, but really, God blesses you all the more by going. Keep praying the way that Miss Bradley did, and God will be faithful to our prayers. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Brady Gupton. I'm going into seventh grade at Calvary Day School and I'm going to tell you about what God did for me on our mission trip to Kentucky. Kentucky was a trip I heard a lot about from youth group, and I wanted to go for a while. All my friends were going too, so I was excited to go. But I wasn't expecting it to change my life as much as it did. Before I went to Kentucky, I felt like something was missing inside of me, but I wasn't aware of what it was. I felt like I had a weight on my shoulders for many years that I carried around with me everywhere I went, but I didn't really know what it was or how to get rid of it. 
When we got to camp, I started having all these God moments that just amazed me. I would pray to God and ask him questions in my prayers, and the next day the message in chapel would focus on exactly the answer to my prayers. I knew that God was listening to me. God spoke to me so many times that week, whether through the message or through people. He was speaking to me and guiding me. The time that stood out to me most during Kentucky was one night during worship. I walked over to one of my friends, to one of our summer interns, Lindsay, and we began to cry together because of how powerful it was to feel the presence of God in that little room. As the song Give Me Faith was playing, I began carefully listening to the lyrics and the line, I'm broken inside, I give you my life, really stuck out with me. Lindsay and I began praying together that God would give us faith to do whatever he has planned for us to do in our lives. I began to think about how God was speaking and moving in me in that moment. I remember how God had been moving through Lindsay's action that week and how I wanted God to use me in the same ways he was using her. It was then I understood what it meant to accept Christ into your life. And I decided that night I wanted to accept Christ in my life. I felt like the weight I carried into Kentucky had been lifted off my shoulders and was left in Kentucky. That feeling of missing something was emptiness, like a hole in my heart that God could fill, and God filled that hole for me when I accepted Christ. Now that God lives in my heart, I'm making better decisions, trying to be more Christ-like in my everyday life. I recognize how my behaviors and actions in the past did not reflect Christ's light, and now that he lives in me, I feel so good, free, and happy. I feel led by God to continue to further my relationship with him, to show truly willing to follow him and trust him. Thank you. Let me just say I don't do public speeches, so I'm trying here. Okay, hi, my name is Nicole Shadley. I'm a rising ninth grader who also went on the Kentucky mission trip. I'm gonna go off my paper for a second. I've been through a lot in 14 years. I felt broken and afraid and I lost my grandpa, my best friend, and I didn't have a mom or a dad. And I felt so alone and scared and I didn't feel like I had a purpose for so long and I didn't feel like I meant anything. And I just recently found God again and really, he really revealed himself to me. So. Kentucky was amazing for me this year as always. But this year, God revealed himself to me in many ways that touched me deeply. One way happened at the very beginning of the week through Mrs. Boggs, who's one of the ladies whose home we worked on that week. We arrived, I just wanted to talk to her and get to know her some. I was trying to hit around my conversation to see if there's anything we could perhaps get her when we were going to Walmart later that week. I also asked if there's anything that she needed prayer for. Mrs. Boggs asked me to pray for her daughter who had fibromyalgia and that she also let me know that she would really love to have a large print King James Version Bible. Her, she was 85, and her sight was not what it used to be. I could totally see how God was orchestrating some things. We went to Mudlick Church of God that Sunday. Before we ever met Mrs. Boggs, my friend Lily after, accidentally left her Bible at the Four Seasons camp we were staying at. So the church that we attended gave her a brand new Bible. Lily already had a Bible, and she asked me if I knew anyone who I could give the Bible to. I said, no, but I'm sure someone will need one throughout the week. So he took the Bible back to camp and laid it on the counter to see if anyone would need it. When Mrs. Boggs told me that she wanted a large print King James Version Bible, I told her that the church on that Sunday gave me one, and I would bring it to her the next day. 
She was incredibly grateful when I gave it to her. That was just one of the amazing ways God moved in my life that week. Later that week, Doug Todd gave a message on how the Bible was all connected in this giant plan. That inspired me to write out all the major events in my life and connect it to and it revealed to me that God used me throughout my life when I felt like I had no purpose. I prayed that entire week for God to use me in ways that he wanted me to. I continue to pray for him to speak through me and to help me open my heart to him. I prayed for many people that week, and I got many prayers back. One of the most amazing things that happened on the mission trip was I helped one of my friends open her heart again to God. Together we professed out loud that we are broken, and that's okay. And we all feel worthless sometimes, but that's okay. We all have broken pieces within us. We all have holes that are inside of us. God's light could not shine through us if we didn't have those holes. That week in Kentucky, I learned that God is my father, my protector, and my best friend. He will never leave me. I continue to pray to God to help me live for him and to grow in my relationship with him. I pray that he will continue to guide me in the steps of my faith, whatever that may be. This trip reminds me of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not learn, lean on your own understanding. In all the ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight of your paths. One last thing, I just wanted to say in front of all of you that God is good. And I thank God. I thank you. On, be, on behalf of uh, Corey and myself and the entire youth ministry, thank you all for your support of what you all do for our students. I think that this morning is just a testament, um, a small glimpse of the aha moments that we get to see in the, the lives of our students. So thank you all for your support and your prayers. Um, and if you are a student, we would love to have you join us on Sunday afternoons for, for our middle school or high school ministry or during the 915 service for Sunday school and, and get to know you. And we would love for you to have moments like you heard this morning. Also, we're always looking for more adult leaders. This is a great time of year for you to, um, you could just check on your, hey, I'm here card, even if you just want to check it out and then you decide it's not for you. It is a life-changing ministry, and any one of our leaders will tell you the impact that it has on them by the sacrifice that they make by serving. At this time, um, one of our former students, Brianne Shapiro, is going to come up on stage. And Brianne, this is another one of the fruits of our ministry. She's uh, graduated from Lee University already. Um, you graduated from Reagan in 2014? Is that right? Oh, man, I got the, the date right. Um, and since then, she is headed off to Prague um, back in 2016, had an opportunity to go there um, for a mission trip, and God called her back um, to go back for a full year. Brian, do you want to share anything else about what you're getting ready to embark on? Yeah. Um, first off, I just want to thank River Oaks for the support and the love and encouragement that um, y'all have given me over the past years. Um, but while I'm in Prague, what I'll be doing, um, me and my team of seven others will be going to high school and college campuses and meeting students, building relationships with them, and digging into spiritual conversation um, in hopes of getting to talk through the gospel. So that's what we'll be doing. And Prague is a very non-religious country, right? So there's a lot of opportunities there through crew and through your, your team that's going to go. So we're going to pray that the Lord will do an incredible work through um, Brianne and her team. Lord, we thank you for the calling and the boldness that you have given to your servant, Brianne. 
We thank you for her heart and um, for her willingness to go into the world and to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And we would ask that you would protect her in all ways and that you would watch over her as she travels. We pray that you would give her and the team favor with the locals as they share your truth and teach others about the grace and forgiveness that can be found in your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that we would see many people come to put their hope and trust in you as their Lord and Savior. And as a result of the relationships that she'll be building and uh, continuing as she goes back. Uh, Be with her parents, Eddie and Michelle, as she travels, and be with them as she heads into a faraway land. We pray that your Holy Spirit would begin stirring hearts this very moment in Prague, and that many seeds would be planted, and that she would see the fruit of her labor as you bring many people unto yourself. We pray that you would get all the praise and the glory and the honor through Brienne and her team's work. Bless her and keep her. May your face shine upon Brienne and be gracious unto her. Lift your countenance upon her and give her your peace. In the mighty name of our Savior, we pray. Amen. Well, thank you all again. At this time, Lindsay's going to come up and the band is going to come up as we conclude um, our worship service. And Lindsay's going to tell you about this awesome mosaic behind us. Well, I'm Lindsay. (laughs) I've served this summer as one of our youth interns. And we're going to transition now into our final song, Breathe, by The Brilliance which is, like Brian had said, focused around the mural you see up front and on your bulletin. And a line from the song we are about to sing says, Speak the word that heals this broken ground, which was the verse that was originally used to create the artwork. And every one of the little colored pieces is one of us and one of you. And we're all different in our views and our hobbies and our walks with God and many other things, which is why they're all different in their sizes, shapes, and colors. Yet we all fit together perfectly like a puzzle piece because each one of us has an important purpose in God's plan. The pieces to Jesus' left display our brokenness, pain, and darkness and sin, and that only through the sacrifice of Jesus can we reach the other side filled with light, and beauty as a transformed version of ourselves into the person that God desires us to be. By accepting everything that Jesus has done for you and allowing the Holy Spirit to enter our lives, you can be changed forever. And as we sing this song and the ushers are going to come forward for the offering, we want to invite you to worship however the Spirit moves you, and we are going to have our elders available up front if you feel led to have prayer. So thank you. And as you go, may you go with the grace, peace, and knowledge that God is with you no matter where you go, no matter what life brings at you, that we are broken individuals, but we have peace through him. Amen.